Hello, romantics. Welcome to It Pod to Be You, the Talk Film Society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Manish Mather, and we are at the um, end of the sports romance miniseries. It's been quite a journey starting with Rocky back in, I think that was September. And then, um, yeah, doing a lot of really great movies like Jerry Maguire and Love and Basketball in the last episode. And I wanted to end on a movie that is very sweet and entertaining and very kind of a classic, it had to be you romantic comedy type movie. Um, sorry, I think a very underrated romantic comedy leading lady. Um, and that is, uh, of course, Miss Queen Latifah. Uh, I think one of my favorite performers. Um, you know, I've, I've loved her in many movies and TV shows. You know, Living Single is always in my sitcom rotation. Um, and, you know, one thing I've always have loved is basketball. I'm not a big, I, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I, I enjoy the game the most of all the sports because it's high scoring. It's very fast, it's very quick, not a lot of drama. Um, and doesn't take forever. Um, but yeah, so just right, you know, really, really cute movie. And, you know, I was thinking about who I wanted to bring on the podcast for, you know, for not only, you know, a really cute movie, but also the, the miniseries finale. And I thought back to an episode I did kind of almost four years ago now, uh, another Queen Latifah movie last holiday. So I'm really excited to bring back, um, uh, film writer, blogger, okay, occasional podcaster, Alexandria Daniels. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Manish. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. So first, uh, one thing I'd like to talk to my guests about is their um, history or their like appreciation of sports. It kind of has run the, the full spectrum. I've had a lot of sports enthusiasts, a lot of people who are like very anti-sports, but like sports movies or so do you have any sports that you watch regularly? Are you a sports fan or is it just not not the vibe for you? I'm not a I don't watch sports a lot, but I was raised like loving the LA Lakers. Sure. Like Chicago Bulls like growing up. So I'm still a hardcore like Lakers fan through and through that would never leave my bones at all. Yeah. Um, as well as something I do, I do enjoy watching from time to time, including hockey as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I try to get into football, but it's like, you know, a hit or miss sometimes. depending on. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other sports, I like a lot of X games, okay. you know, like uh, skateboarding, snowboarding. Yeah. 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 I like tuning in for those and um, sometimes motocross, but yeah. So yeah, I like, I like sports here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely basketball and hockey are ones, and like I like a, I mean, the Olympics are was fun to kind of check in on it every every couple of days while they're going on. But I tend to like sports that are like you know high scoring and that end in like you know two hours. So you're not you know like football and baseball. I feel like you're there for like the entire day, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't deal with this. You know, yeah. I was I was raised in a football <laughs> family, so it's not that surprising that I'm kind of turned off by it. I, I mean, I do sometimes like watch the Super Bowl every now yeah, and then. Yeah. It's not a curiosity. Yeah, it's really awesome commercials. But uh, the Super Bowl I, is is you know we're recording this on Saturday. I think the Super Bowl is tomorrow, which is mm-hmm. like okay. Well, well, I'll catch up on the halftime show and the commercials on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tuning in tomorrow to, mainly because on Nickelodeon they're going to do their um, alternative broadcast and they're going to play Sweet Victory from that particular episode and I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, well that is, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what the what the majority of the guests have been like where it's like occasional, but enjoy. But what about sports movies? Are you, is that something that you also kind of gravitate towards or is this kind um, of like a subgenre that you're not that familiar with? I'm open to it. Um, yeah. I love Space Jam. 
Yeah, of course. That will always be my ride or die. I will love, I love that movie so freaking much. Um, Love and Basketball, that's another classic film. And um, what was trying, there was like another movie with um, Amy Schumer and the guy. What was it? Trey. Yeah. 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 That, that I also kind of enjoyed. There's like a little bit of basketball in there too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, those are like mainly like the main ones. I really enjoy it. I was always, I will always just watch Space Jam. Like, I always return back to that because that was just a funny movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Space Jam is like, that's such a, like, I mean, that was a movie that, like, we all watched in, like, every birthday party when I was, you know, from when it came out until I was, like, in high school. <laughs> like, you know, that was such a, like, classic, like, sleepover birthday party, you know, movie. And, like, I didn't got, I've seen that three times, had a soundtrack, you know. Yeah. I, it's, it's Hard not to be obsessed with Space Jam when you're, I mean, I'm guessing they're probably around the same age. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I know I asked you to be on the Just Right episode. You you were mentioning kind of before we were recording, that was your first time watching it. What was your, have you, have you heard of it? Is it something that you were kind of aware of, but just never got the chance to catch? Or is it something that's completely off your radar? I've definitely heard of it. And um, I definitely heard like there was like mixed reviews about it. So I had my reservations. Yeah, yeah. But when I watched it last night, I'm like, this is so adorable. Like, it's a cute <laughs> film. And of course, with Queen Latifah, you cannot really go wrong. Like, I think she makes the film like, yeah. what it is, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it has cliches, you know, like any other romantic comedy, but it's still heartfelt. You know, yeah. like it's it's a cute movie. I really enjoyed it. Good, yeah, me me too. Um, the movie is streaming right now on well, I guess Max, HBO Max, Max, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just as a kind of introduction, in, in case you know a listener hasn't heard of it, it's directed by the great Sana Humri, written by Michael uh, Michael Elliott, starring you know Queen Latifah, Common, Paula Patton, Felicia Rashad. Uh, Pam, Pam Greer, James Pickens Jr. I mean, it's like a Laz Alonzo. I mean, it's really a great cast of like, really, I mean, like, just like Pam Greer and Felicia Rashad. I'm like, great to see you ladies. Like, they look, they look great. They're, you know, they're amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, Queen Latifah plays a physical therapist who, um, who is a big basketball fan, but she's kind of a, I don't know if I would describe her as like a tomboy, but she's just kind of unlucky in love. And that's partially because of her god sister, played by Paula Patton, who was like very stereotypically feminine and very charming and beautiful and sexy. And uh, they kind of come across Common, who's playing a star player for the Nets. And mm-hmm. even though he and Queen Latifah have kind of a fun little chemistry he ends up dating uh, Paula Patton, getting engaged to her, but then suffers an injury on court. Um, and Paula Patton leaves him, and Philippe nurses him back to health with um, her physical therapy, and they sort of fall in love. I mean, it's this whole you know love triangle situation. But um, I remember seeing this movie in theaters when it came out. Um, that was it, it came out in about two thousand in two thousand ten. I remember seeing it. I'm pretty sure I saw it like opening weekend in May. Um, okay. when it came out because you know, that was like my big, big like Queen Latifah phase. I mean, like, you know, Queen Latifah was like so important to me after like Chicago. That's kind of when I was first introduced to her. And then I watched a lot of like Living Single and reruns and Hairspray. And, you know, I was really trying to catch up with like her earlier movies, like Set It Off, of course. And, you know, I thought, God, she was in, um, Set it off is a good one. Yeah, set it off is great. I mean, that that's like the I think the '90s Queen classic. I think she was in Jungle Fever or some early Spike Lee movie where she had like a few scenes. I, I think she plays a waitress or something. Um, so I was trying to catch up, and then of course, like this movie comes out, and I'm like, you know, I got to see Queen Latifah's new movie, and it's like, it felt like a very like classic 2010s 2000s romantic comedy, and like it is that like it feels very like you were saying like it has those like cliches and it's very kind of easy it has this like very like glamorous look to it mm-hmm. um but i i think just like last holiday i feel like they were trying like sanal hamri um was trying to uh kind of like put some more you know kind of like deeper themes or deeper ideas and kind of playing with like you know, body image and, and all that stuff. Um, and I would, I, I appreciate it, but, um, yeah, were there any kind of like 
um, anything that was like surprising to you about this movie or anything that you were kind of like, oh, wow, like I didn't think that they would be talking about this kind of thing or that they'd have this kind of moment? Yeah, like for me, the first off was Common. I don't normally watch him in movies. So to see him in this movie and I'm like, First of all, I was like, I was like, oh, he's quite a, he has a small frame. I thought he was a little bit like more muscular than that. Yeah. Um, but I was like really shocked by how well his performance is in this movie. Yeah. And like, um, kind of like going back to what you were saying about the the director and how she tries to kind of give the films like something much, like a much more deeper message, and um, kind of like tying back to the types of femininity that was explored in the film. I thought that was really well done. Um, and like, that's something that, especially showing like black women kind of going through this. I like that she shows like different representations of black women. And so particularly in this film, you have like the typical, almost European center type of femininity. And then you have Queen Latifah playing like, so she is kind of like the tomboy in a sense, but she's playing like the archetype of the girl that is just only seen as a friend. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that this film tackled those topics in a black centered story. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and especially since, you know, Paula Patton, she's a very light skinned woman. Like, we know colorism is something that impacts the black community quite often. And actually, many, many um, people of color go through um, colorism, like seeing like darker skin is seen as more the uh, undesirable. And then you have the lighter skin, which is more towards um, European centric. And so that's more highly favorable in, in many societies. And you have like, not that in this movie, Queen Latifah is seen as undesirable per se. It's more like, yeah, she's beautiful, but she's not seen in a romantic way. I mean, and I like that the yeah. film tackles those things. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think what's interesting about Queen Latifah is that, like, um, like, I'm kind of like, how do you not spend, like, just one minute and want to, like, dev devote your entire life to her? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's like, I, I understand, like, this is the story and, like, that's the character. But, like, it felt really, um, it was hard for me to buy it a little when, like, you know, it's not that she's, like, you know, I mean, of course, she doesn't dress exactly the way that Paula Patton dresses, but it's not like she dresses poorly or that like, like this right. movie doesn't really have like a, a makeover narrative, which I appreciated, but mm -hmm. also made it a little bit harder to um, kind of accept that like this guy. Well, I guess like my big problem with this movie is actually Common's character, Scott, because mm -hmm. to me, it does the movie doesn't do enough to like show him at all. Mm -hmm. interacting with Paula Patton's character enough that like he would actively pursue her and want to date her just beyond the fact that like she's so sexy and like so you know has those like you know like the like, light skin Eurocentric features that um and I was like yeah of course like anyone if you're in a room with Paula Patton like of course you would like find her attractive and beautiful but I'm like but to me I'm kind of like he seems so shallow yeah so and like not in a way that doesn't I don't feel the mood really like considers you know i don't i don't know if i it just feels like that to me is like something that i really struggle with because i'm like they're not they don't have much in common like the one scene that they have together like at his birthday party like she Paula Patton's like i gotta go trying to be like mysterious and like playing games which i guess worked but i'm like it doesn't doesn't do much for me there yeah so, i, I that agree. Was kind of like i was a little like this I was hoping that'd be more of, because I hadn't seen this movie since 2010, so I, I don't really remember it much, but I was kind of like, I was hoping there would be a little bit more of, like, thematic heft to the fact that, like, he has this, like, really great chemistry with this beautiful woman who seems to have the same interests, and, like, they get along really well, they're funny, they have, the, they like the same music, they, you know, they both like basketball, you know, they're both into basketball, like, you yeah. know, but then I'm like, you just see this other girl and you're like, I got to pursue her just because she's like prettier. Like, I don't, to me, I'm like, that's not <laughs> a romantic leading man to me. That's like a, mm -hmm. a jerk. You know? Yeah. I, I felt like that the weakest parts of really yeah. the weakest thing about the film is really the script in my opinion. Cause I yeah. felt like there's moments where it felt so rushed and uh, even though like, like what transpired, like could be believable. I just wish it took more time to develop. Yeah, yeah. Like when it came to like Common and um like Scott and 
Morgan, like their whole relationship, I kind of just saw it as, well, she's already shallow anyway. Like, do I really want to spend an extra 15 minutes trying to get to know them as a couple? I don't know <laughs> where that's going to go. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't, yeah. I, took, I was like, well, I could see it develop, but she already shows so much of who she was. And it's like, I don't need to see that anymore. And because she's looking for like a societal, um, like, hi- like she wants to be part of that hierarchy in society so badly. Yeah. Trying to get with a guy who has a lot of money, especially a guy, like, particularly wants a man, like, who is in basketball. Like, she just aspires to be in that spot. So, her meaning Scott fit the mold perfectly. So, she just plays the role that she wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. He is just part of the puzzle piece. You know, he doesn't really know that part. Um, He's just kind of going about his life. Well, yeah, he's a guy in basketball. He's like the headshot. I'm sure he wants a lovely woman on his arm or whatever. And then, you know, then he meets Queen Latifah's character. And then there's like more depth to him when he gets to know her. And I kind of like the development of that. Yeah. Like the friendship. I thought that was really well done. Cause I like that moment. Like, we, like, it's really more about these two people. Like, there's more to them than meets the eye compared to um, Paula Patton's character. She's already, wait, what you see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And like, to me, the movie really, like, um, the movie really starts to like get on the right groove is like after Morgan leaves and he's like, they're recovering and he's like retraining and like playing basketball and like the community, you know, courts and doing all the, um, the healing. I mean, I'm like that their chemistry is really strong. Like they're like, um, he's like actually seeing, you know, Queen Latifah's character, Leslie as like someone that he's like becoming attracted to and like they're getting along as, as friends, as, as colleagues and as potential romantic partners. Like that to me is when like yeah. the movie actually like takes a, takes some time to like breathe and like build a chemistry and build a relationship. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what, um, what, what I like. It's funny you say that you don't want to spend more time with Morgan. And I'm like, I agree. She's not a very pleasant character to be around, but I actually wanted more yeah. um, from that. I mean, I, I, I think what I was kind of interested in is like, there was a time, um, like for some reason in my memory, I thought that like she had left like the day after his his injury. And um, yeah. I was kind of surprised that like, there was like a good like few, there was like a few scenes between the, like a few scenes with her kind of dealing with like, you know, she's jealous of his, his, his like, of his first therapist and she's, getting like bored with him just kind of like moping around and I was, I was like again there's like a lot of good like potential story here and a lot of good like interesting character dynamics of like yeah maybe she wants to be like out on the town and like rather than just like sitting at home I mean like it's, I was kind of like the movie's a little unfair to her which you know I mean I understand it's a studio superficial like romantic comedy like she's playing an archetype and you know the uh, everyone's playing an but, archetype so i get it yeah. but but uh, you're right like in a sense like they i mean towards like the end of the film which actually the, the one part i really really disliked was when all of a sudden scott was thinking about going back to morgan i thought yeah. that was like the weakest thing in the entire film like that upset me so much yeah um, I, but she was going on about how she was you know, abandoned by her mom and then like her dad left and things like that. So, I mean, I you could chalk it up and say, well, she's really full of shit. It's just being really manipulative at this point. But I think at the film, there was like opportunity there to learn more about her backstory. Yeah. Like she's the god sister. Like, oh, that could have been explored more. Like, how did she become the god sister? Like, how did that, what did that, ha- what went on there? And yeah. She was yeah. To learn about manifestation i read the book the power now but Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> um so that was a pretty cool thing to see in the film yeah so that would have been something nice to explore in the beginning of the movie to kind of give her a bigger backstory that way we can understand her motives a bit more she comes from this place of severe lack literally because she's probably come from a home that was really broken and she was yeah. taking it I was also like okay she wants to order this really like fancy sake let her what's the big deal <laughs> because he looks at her like she has two heads when she's like ordering the sake and i'm like hey you're in this fancy sushi place like order the sake Um, (laughs) there's nothing wrong wrong with it (laughs) ordering champagne at the um when she got back from shopping (laughs) that was really funny (laughs) leslie and her friend and the guys looks at her i was like like roll her (laughs) eyes on her because she wants champagne which i'm not gonna lie i mean it was early in the days and maybe it was kind of weird but it's just like 
If she wants to, she can. I mean, I think, look, if it's on the menu, then it's up for ordering, you know? I guess so. Um, and, but uh, yeah, I yeah. think, I think the film, um, I mean, I guess had it been, I mean, maybe had there been a bigger budget or something yeah. like that, maybe there would have been more room in the script to give Morgan or to, to package the character up more. But yeah, I think yeah. she would still be a very unlikable character just because yeah yeah by her past she's still a manipulative person which we hear leslie call her out at towards him and in the movie when scott wants to turn around it's like you're so manipulative you used everybody yeah. you know you use people yeah. and you discard them look at what you're doing now with scott it makes no sense and then she wants to come back saying she's had therapy um there's something there i think you know that there's a, it is a studio film and they just want to make a quick buck. So yeah, it just rushes along. But I think, yeah. but I still think she's um, a character that's just like to the point. It's like she, she despite her past, she just wants something very. I'm like, shallow. you know what? You need to go to like, a CEO. You need to go to a politician. Like, there's too much risk in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just to say, there's nothing wrong with one of the finer things in life. There's yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. That. I think. I mean, I, thought, I like at least she's honest, you know. But yeah. Um, well, it's just, it's, I mean, it's funny to, like, see this movie in, like, 2024 when, like, I was just hanging out with, like, a couple of friends of mine who were, like, a little bit younger than than, uh, than I am, but they were, like, talking about, like, how they, like, want to marry rich and, like, there's, like, so many TikToks about, like, women who are, like, just want to marry rich and, like, tend to, like, the home while my husband works and I'm, like, that's becoming more, like, I mean, you know, you guys, you know my TikTok because, like, TikTok is, like, whatever, but like, it's, I feel like it's becoming more like acceptable for women to want to marry rich, and I guess for men too. But you just don't hear it as much. It's it's um, been a thing. Like this whole there's a like a femininity movement that's really been happening yeah. for the past couple of years. Like not um I don't really I'm not on a TikTok, but it's, I saw it a lot on YouTube. Yeah, this yeah. Value woman, the high value man, and now it's like you see more pe- women trying to become like housewives and things like that. And it's really interesting how it's kind of coinciding what's going on politically, and it's like. Okay. <laughs> um, women, it's fine if you want to be a housewife, but it's okay if you want to, you know, be hypergamous and like be with a wealthy man. Like that's nothing wrong with that. I feel like there's different types of femininity and just like, you know, what works for you and to understand there's just different men for those types of femininity. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you're not, you're not going to attract everyone. Well, so. I think it's interesting because like Scott in the movie feels like he might like again, I feel like there is like a little bit more room to like explore this kind of stuff. But like, I was kind of like maybe he feels like Morgan's like the type of woman that he should be with as like you know a high ranking basketball player. I mean, like of course, like you know, like uh, male athletes' wives always kind of look very similar. Or they kind of have this like you know like the trophy the trophy wife thing and like. You know, um, I mean, like, even in real life, you know, you see so many of these, like, women, and they all kind of, they look, they're beautiful, they're thin, they're, you know, fashionable, whatever. Um, and That's so, like, true. there's, like, the thing of, like, yeah, maybe he feels like he should be with someone like Morgan as opposed to Queen Latifah, but I'm, like, Queen Latifah is gorgeous, you know? Like, she dresses so, like, she dresses well, she's very funny, she's gorgeous, like, I just, like, I don't... Again, it, it's I, it's like it's hard because like Queen Latifah is a star of the movie, so like you want to present her in the best light, but like. But that's what I like. What I do yeah. like about the movie is that I think they're true to Queen Latifah as who she is, and that's what, like yeah. the whole film is like. You know, at least as I can kind of relate to Queen Latifah's character quite often because yeah. I'm just, I'm just seen as the friend and not the girlfriend, or yeah. and I think. I think had the film, I had the script been more developed, they can go further with this. But this is like something that, you know, in society, you know, we're kind of taught how to present ourselves when we go out and dates. Like you put on like almost like a mask in a sense and then slowly falls away. So Quillity was like, no, take me for who I already am. I already know what I want. And something like, and you have this tug of war. It goes like, well, you're not getting the guy that you want because you're not presenting yourself as a girlfriend or a potential wife. And it's like, that's just, that's, it's so hard to keep up with those types of societal standards when you just want to be yourself. And I think like Queen Latifah is like the perfect I think person. It's, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I also think it's like, um, especially like back in the 2000s and 2010s, like dating was such a, 
I mean, dating is impossible now, but I think back then, like, there's a lot of, like, emphasis on, like, playing the game or a lot of, like, like the rules and, like, how to, like, you know, be attractive to a person. And, like, Queen Latifah's character, Leslie, feels like she doesn't play any games. She's very authentic. And that's a good thing. And I think that, like, ultimately is what helps her to, you know, find the person that she wants to be with. But also, like, in the short term, does kind of hinder her romantic opportunities because... I think that, like, I think men and women, especially in a lot of, like, these, like, very heteronormative, you know, social circles, mm-hmm. like, they, they expect that, you know, and there's that, like, Morgan plays the game and she knows what, you know, I guess in some ways she knows what she's doing because she was able to get engaged to a, you know, NBA star, you know, very quickly. Yeah. But, um, because doesn't really play the game and she's just very much herself. And, uh, and, and that makes it harder, I think, sometimes, you know. Um, it is hard and it's like it's almost unfair but but and also like you know yeah it's like men and women operate so differently because like i was thinking about scott's character a lot and i'm like did you know like what kind of woman morgan was and you just probably like kind of like what you said you know she fit the mold of what people would expect and but like this entire time i mean the man's like he plays jazz music in his house. He likes Joni Mitchell. Like this guy got soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes. And it's like, like Leslie is perfect, you know, because she she's so authentic. And yeah, yeah, like when it comes to like dating, like it's terrible out in these streets. I can't even like I hate it out here. Oh my god. Um, there's so many games being played. And I think that's why, you know, Morgan kind of got on my nerves so much, like because she plays all the games. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, it's like I feel like what's well, so at least Leslie is just like almost like a breath of fresh air and and it, uh, yes, it is like a romantic comedy and you know God knows how it would have ended up if this was in real life, but I think Leslie is like almost the ideal in a sense. Oh, when a, like when someone like me or it's like or any other woman that sees her is like, "Oh, I don't have to constantly change to get a guy. I don't have to do this that and a third like hopefully there will be someone who would just see me for me yeah Yeah. i think you know one thing that i love about queen latifah you know i i I did not listen back to our old episode on her from four years ago so this is a repeat you know i apologize but i think one thing that i love about queen latifah is just like you know like i've been saying like how like she's so you know she's gorgeous she's so like beautiful and it's like so like you know you just want to like I just fall in love with her whenever you see her, but I think that is like, so it's, it's not just her like physical appearance, which of course, you know, she's very beautiful, but like, it's also just the way that she always cares herself in, in her movie, especially like, you know, when it comes to like her, like romantic comedies or her comedies, like, um, it's like, she has this air of like authenticity and dignity and just like self-assuredness. And like, she does not seem like someone who, you know, will ever change herself to fit, you know, some kind of conformist mold. And I feel that way in her personal life too, just the way that she operates like as a, you know, public figure in, in, in all of her decades long career and all the different avenues that she's pursued from music to movies to television to, you know, producing to, you know, she had a talk show for a while. Like she just like, just the way that she carries herself. I mean, like, you know her her work on living single like i like living single is one of my favorite sitcoms and like because her the main character khadijah that she plays is like just like the like not only one of my favorite kind of sitcom archetypes is like the mother hen the one that's kind of neurotic the one that like her like pursuit of her professional you know professional dreams is so inspiring like the way that she like has a lot of love interests who like you know, sometimes they don't live up to her standards that she sets for herself. So she like, you know, she discards them as they need to. And like, but she's very funny. She's like neurotic and relatable and like, um, yeah. you know, and then like last holiday, of course, is like, you know, I think I think just like the perfect kind of star vehicle is just like, I feel like she just plays women who are just so um, naturally just like, you know, you just want to spend time with them because they're so themselves and they're so like, um, 
they're just like good, honest, authentic, no, like normal people that just are just so attractive because of the way that they carry themselves. And I really felt that way in, in this movie too. Like, you know, she produced this movie as well. And just like, you just want to spend time with Leslie and just like hear her talk about her interests and her work and her thoughts on relationships because like she just seems so like true and yeah, like, like something I really appreciate about Queen Latifah. And yeah, you know, Queen Latifah, you know, she has a background in hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, considering all of that in her entire career, like there's just, I, I, even like by watching the movie, like Queen Latifah has like a very motherly energy about yeah. her. And that's why I thought really unfolded in this movie so beautifully and like you know Paula Penn yeah on the surface like she's very surface level and then as the movie goes on we see Leslie like she's more than just a tomboy someone who just loves basketball she's a woman with a lot of insight and wisdom and encouragement and nurturing and like she's so beautiful like really and I feel like Queen Latifah embodies those qualities throughout her career because I am thinking like even her even her role in Chicago, yeah, you know, she's Mama Morton. Like Mama, she, yeah. she has even like the Mama energy even in that movie, yeah. And even and, as uh, someone who's like corrupt and like on the take, like she still has that energy of someone that like all the the prison inmates gravitate towards her and like trust her you. to like yeah to protect yeah. Yeah, and um, even even in Last Holiday, like she's um, like the film we talked about four years ago. You know, she's watching over like this young boy that comes by every so often, and you know, she she had like her whole makeover and everything. But the qualities that she has, like when she's being encouraging, and uh, even though she'll tell you the truth, that she even if you don't want to hear it, is trying to guide you to the right path. And like you see the same thing even in Just Right. Like she just. Yeah. She really can deliver those moments that not a lot of actors can do. And she does in such a beautiful way that just makes her shine even brighter. And I I think her maternal energy is like, to me, that feels even like not the right. right, Like, I'm trying to think of like what else to say, because it's not like she is maternal. It's very maternal. Yeah. But like, it's not like she's like mama. Like, she's not like momifying you know scott as she's trying to like bring him back to like health but mm-hmm. it's like more just like like her wisdom and her guidance and like yeah i mean it is maternal but um i just like just the way that she like interacts with him in as she, she's trying to like go through the therapy is like it's like that tough love thing like i love when she like throws the ice water on him <laughs> to get up and the way that she like pushes him and like um, and a really great moment is like when he's like, um, she has set up like a, like a obstacle course, like on the court and he's like, and he like falls over in pain and she's like, she's concerned, but she's like, you know what, you're doing better than you did last week and the week, better than the week before and then better from the week before that. So like, yeah. she's showing like, yeah, like it's tough. It's going to hurt, but like you're on the path and like, I'm here to like take you. And like, I love the instinct to like take him to like a public basketball court. Cause it's like to like reconnect with the game outside yeah. of the like trappings of fame and celebrity and like, you know, money. I think like, but that's the thing when it comes, I was like thinking a lot about female archetypes yeah. while watching this movie and like kind of going back to, yeah, sure, uh, Leslie and I should just Queen Latifah in general. She has like that motherly care, that motherly quality, but she does, she has a perfect balance of the nurturing to letting the man be the man and pick himself up. Because that's something, you know, a lot of women and like even I have my own experiences, like what you yeah. it's easy to go over the top and baby him. She doesn't baby him. Yeah, yeah. That's right. the that's she has that perfect balance, which it's matches Scott's personality perfectly. Cause if you when you see Morgan, you know, wanting to catch him when he's about to fall in that scene, when he yeah. heard his when he's trying to uh, do his physical therapy and everything. Um, that's something like he's like no 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 I got it Leslie understood that she just let him pick himself up and then kind of stood by and watch him move like she has the perfect balance of not crossing the line of babying Scott because he has he has that because he's a very masculine guy and like he's like no I can do it I can do it I just hate the circumstance but he has to find his way out 
And if he wants to quit, I love how Leslie just like, I love that part where she did throw the ice water on him and <laughs> she's trying to get him to keep going. Yeah. Like she's a perfect, like she's a, she's like the embodiment of like the best friend and the lover all in one. Yeah. Like, I'm your cheerleader, but I got to let you pick yourself up. Don't fail. You got this. And it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. It's a, got that perfect balance. I also love like when, um, when she gets the cold and he's like feeding her soup because yeah. like, it's a nice little reversal to like show him in a more like maternal, like, well, paternal sounds bad, but like in a more like nurturing role and mm-hmm. her as like really hesitant to receive it, but like, you know, having to be in okay. that position. And like, it, it just shows that like, there's like this like balance between them of like, you know, she can nurture him and he can nurture her. And like, they have this like, you know, that their chemistry is very, like, um, it's, it's very, like, it's, it's, it's very soft, it's very giving, it's very, like, understanding, it's very, like, human, as opposed to just, like, you know, instant attraction. Yeah, um, it's like they both have, like, a balance of the masculine and feminine energy going yeah. on. He recognizes her as someone who's taking care of everybody, and he's the one saying, let, let me take care of you, and I thought that's such a beautiful scene. I actually and found he didn't yeah, even sorry. take advantage of her. He just let her sleep on the couch. Yeah, he left her alone. Like he just like stood there. You know, like they, he watched TV. They kind of cuddled a little bit, and while she was asleep, he doesn't bother her. He just really takes care of her. Like what a gentleman at that. Such scene. a gentleman. Yeah, I, it's funny because like in some ways, like Scott kind of annoyed me, and like and how like shallow he could be, but also. Um, he also showed this very like vulnerable and as you're saying like feminine side like even to like be in the position of like showing like pain and like vulnerability and like uh-huh. the, like being in the position of like sort of like the like in- infantilized or like feminized thing of like I'm in pain and I need help and like it's painful for me to like do these exercises and to like to play and yeah. to like have like to be in that like receiving position I, I think it's hard for a lot of men I mean I know like I'm not a good patient I know my dad isn't a good patient a lot of guys I know are not good patients when even with this like a common cold like it takes me forever to like start taking medicine <laughs> and it's such a like stupid cliche of guys but like it's so true and like to like see him be like I mean he does resist it in some ways and he does go through like a minor depressive cycle but he accepts it and and to like also be that like accept like that kind of like authority from a woman i mean it's not easy I mean, especially for someone in like that kind of like you know industry or that kind of like social circle like it's it's yeah. I, it, it's kind of an interesting character and like even just like listening to joni mitchell like, like i i don't really like i don't know a lot of guys that like listen to joni mitchell you know if a guy he, tells me he likes joni mitchell i'm like he's a keeper like, yeah, exactly. he's just like, that is a, like that's someone who is not afraid to feel his emotions yeah exactly and like yeah. and he mentions like he loves jazz and like jazz really hits you when you hear it yeah, so, like, yeah. i love that he revealed that about himself even in the beginning of the film and we see more of that like he's playing the piano like that guy is in touch with his emotions and i don't think we see you know, there's not a lot of men that do that, or if they do, they hide it, you know, because Scott really is hiding it. You know, he's he's only shown it in his house. Yeah. He only showed it to um, Leslie's character. Um, but I thought that's a beautiful avenue to kind of show the depths of Scott, um, despite him, you know, occasionally falling into, you know, societal roles or whatever, to like gender roles or something. Um like especially that, like well, the only thing I just don't understand him is like when he tries to well he ends up leaving um, Leslie or letting Leslie go yeah and try to go back to Morgan that's where I felt like the that was like one of the biggest flaws yeah in- I was kind of like does he feel obligated does he feel like like was there any love between them or was it just sort of this like marriage of convenience of like he needs a hot girl she needs a rich guy and they're just gonna like fake this relationship until it becomes real and and they're like bitterly you know bitterly married in 20 years on the brink of divorce like yeah (laughs) we've seen the story also too like he remember in the beginning he's like he tells um his mom played by felicia rashad that um morgan is special and i'm like how what's what's special about her yeah. Right. Like we don't hear that, but compared to Leslie, 
when he's out there on an interview and he goes on and on and on about how special Leslie is. Yeah. Now, it's like that moment where it did click for him. It's like whatever he had with Morgan was so shallow and he felt like, yeah, I think you're right. Like he felt obligated to see it through because they were engaged at that point. They were engaged at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And Although- it's like, I do love that she like was very quick to realize that like, okay, he's not the one for me. He's the one for Leslie. And just like, like she didn't try to like fight it, which I I always appreciate when like the third person, the love triangle is kind of like, you know what? You're right. This this isn't working. I hate love triangles. They're so annoying to be. Uh, But uh, but I I will give, uh, I gave Morgan a lot of props for that too. That's a lot of maturity. Yeah. And I'm glad that like she had, that little arc right there for her. I, I think that was a nice maturity arc for her. I mean, there's really- a there's a nice rich shallow guy there for her that they can pretend to be in a deep relationship. Right. You know, it's just right. not there's Scott. someone who can give you the lifestyle that you want, but yeah. there's something deeper that Scott ultimately needed. Yeah. And I think Leslie was that perfect fit. And Scott was someone that Leslie needed. You know, she needed a man who could just see her for who she was and just accept that. Yeah. And let her be herself. Um, came in a different package than she expected. Yeah. But um, for Morgan to be brave enough to say, go get my, go get my sister. Go, go. She's in Philadelphia. Go. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it's so funny though, because like, you know, I love, I, I love romantic comedy where like the person just decides to like pick up and move to like a whole different city and then decides to like come back. <laughs> it's like a, it's like one of my favorite like stereotypes like or, like cliches or tropes in like these kinds of movies where she's like yeah maybe I'll just like leave my home and move to I mean I know Philadelphia <laughs> isn't that far from yeah. where she is but like it's just I don't know it's just it's just funny and then she's like oh another another part that I thought was so funny is when she's like calling the she's calling the the Nets manager and he's mm-hmm. like you're on the phone and I'm confessing my love to you yeah. <laughs> like okay like, like buddy, this is pre-cell phone so like you right. know like pre like iphone obsession era like that's gonna become commonplace i mean like okay that that little bit right there i like that he confessed her and everything but this is like the one of the parts of the thing of the film I, that bothered me there was just moments where i wish it was just written out more and have time yeah. to develop like i wouldn't mind this film took an extra 20 minutes that yeah. i will be okay with that because i felt like that was so rushed I want. I like. I wish he went through um, more challenges to get to Leslie because that was a really shitty thing for him to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to just up and go back to the sister after you just you know lavished her and taking good care of her. It's like it's like you completely flipped. So I felt like he should have done more to get Leslie back. I thought that was just too simple. Yeah, it was it was too much like, okay, we're on page, you know, 99 of the screenplay and we need to finish this up because the yeah. studio wants it under 100 pages. Yeah. And it kind of ends um, awkwardly. I, I, like, I also really enjoy that trope too. Like um, when the girls is like, oh, I need to up and leave to another city and like get my life together. I, it kind of reminded me of a tweet I saw recently and they were saying like, how women go through so like go through a major glow up after a breakup. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I saw that. That's it so is funny. so true. So true. And I even thought about that tweet when I saw that scene. And I'm like, go ahead, go do that for yourself. I was like, girl, the 76ers are paying you a lot of money. Philadelphia's great. Like, you know, just up in, you know, live your life. Um and it's, it's like it's it's cliche, but it's like it's true. Like when a guy, especially so, especially in Leslie's case, she must have felt so heartbroken and so let down because she's been broken up. And never, and never felt like she was chosen. Well, you know, I think that's didn't the thing. They, they slept together right before Morgan comes back, right? Like, it's not just yeah. they were like, you know, have this like little flirtation chemistry thing. But like, like if I were her, I'd be like, um, you are with me. Like, we are together. <laughs> and now you're going back. But, yeah. you know, it's just the, you know, the altruism of Queen Latifah's heart is that she can forgive and forget she braver than me. Like, yeah, she, honestly. <laughs> she braver than me. I cannot even be like, girl, fuck you. <laughs> um, that's a, I, that's I, a did, I did appreciate kind of like the side sort of like plot of like her career. Like, again, like I agree with you that this movie could have been like an extra like 20, 30 minutes um, yeah. because I like that she was like, you know, like her passion was like sports, but she was working in like physical therapy. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? I kind of do enjoy 
working with the basketball player and like she's like trying to like scope out you know mm-hmm. kind of openings in other basketball teams and that like and of course like someone who was able to like bring back you know a star player to the court like that would have her phone ringing off the hook and that like she could like that to me that like that makes so much sense to me that like people are going to be asking about her because like you know his career was almost on the brink of being over mm-hmm. um so I, I like that she like was able to like field all these offers and i'm like again i want to see more scenes of queen latifah like negotiating and being like yes i'm worth this much and yeah. like this is the perks that you're going to give me if i'm going to move to your town and stuff i i mean i really like that that little I mean, like tie, mini arc it ties into her character too um because like you know she felt like she was never the girlfriend always the best friend yeah kind of like bridesmaid never the bride right so for her to be sought after career-wise that would have been awesome if the film developed that more so yeah, you can't yeah. say i'm owning my worth and that's another thing i did like about the movie that i did touch on like she knew her worth she knew i can be that girlfriend i like and like at least like the one of my favorite lines i was said at, towards the end of the movie is like i'm not your plan b yeah you know i you're like i'm i'm either the first one or, or not and that's like that was like beautifully for her for a character yeah and she also has a line of when he's like how come you're still single and i and like i'm thinking to myself well it's because you chose morgan yeah <laughs> but also she's like i haven't found the person that i like can't live without or something yeah. and again it's that thing of like knowing her her worth and, and what she wants in the relationship like i'm sure that she could find some like random guy you know, that isn't up that's like kind of like where she could like settle with some like guy that's like not up to her level but like She's like, no, I'm going to hold out for the one that I can't be without. And um, yeah, I think that's really, I, again, it's like this idea of like knowing your your worth. Um, yeah. Are there any scenes, like kind of like mini moments or like lines or anything that really stood out to you that you'd want to like give a shout out to? Um, let's see. Uh, there's so many cute moments. But um, yeah, I already mentioned like one of the lines that was my favorite. Just telling when, when she told Scott, I'm not your plan B yeah that that really hit home for me because like she was in the position to feel like oh he's going back to like being another option and yeah. that was a very strong line so i was like that was like well i thought that that really hit home for me when she said that like uh, that kind of stayed with me for for a while yeah uh, other scenes um i thought it was really cute like the whole um when scott took her out for dinner at a jazz club, like which is like, am like, that's a nice first date. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. And for him to come back and like to fix the car for her, but she, but he left the dent on the car because it was like something that she made like when she was a kid. It was like, it was like her grandfather's car or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so sentimental and so beautiful for him to do. You know, it's like it was so authentic for her. Yeah, and, yeah. That's a I mean, he, as someone of a man of his status and his lifestyle, he could have just corrected it for saying, no, this is like best for you. He doesn't do that. He's definitely a man who listens and a yeah, man who really, is really like, listens. really understands her. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really love the the jazz date and the, the car because, you know, like a good romantic comedy has to have these like really romantic moments and uh, moments that really like want you to like, like I believe in this couple so much more than I would Scott and Morgan. And I think it's because like, we have like a good, like half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever of them like connecting and like, you know, having these really romantic moments. I, I, a scene that I thought was really poignant and kind of sad for me is um, when her, uh, I think it's her mom who gives her, gives Morgan this like pair of earrings. Yeah. And um, I, to me, it's kind of like, the ways in which like your parents can be kind of hurtful in a way that's like not malicious. They're just, it's like a little oblivious and it's yeah. because like her parents are probably like, Oh, like she's not, she's not a girly girl. You know, she probably doesn't care about the earrings or doesn't have any sentimental value to them. And Morgan likes this kind of stuff. Or like, maybe they're like, Oh, Morgan is like, you just kind of fall into patterns of like this one kid is like the spoiled one who gets all the gifts. And the one is like, the older mature one who doesn't care about those kind of things and it's like you know because like I know, I know my parents have done stuff like that before where it's like i know you don't mean it to hurt me and it's not also not 
big enough of a deal to like make a big deal out of but like it's just one of those things and like um I also love it that she like plays it as this kind of like with like an eye roll that's like it's like an eye roll of like someone that's like her but trying to be like whatever I'm just gonna she was like I think I'm just gonna go get dressed and yeah. of course like another another funny line the Morgan's like well make sure you're actually wearing a dress <laughs> yeah <laughs> thing to say but so funny I thought um, that's a perfect that's a I'm glad you pointed that out because the mom like I don't I like the, yeah the mom means well but it's one of these things where sometimes the mom can create competition between her kids yeah yeah and that's something that was really unfortunate but I was so glad that the father was so prominent in their lives yeah because that it was the dad that kind of keeps her strong yeah you know because i think you know he knows that her daughter like leslie is you know she can take care of herself like she's awesome she he knows that so he's like he's like he doesn't even waver in the faith that he that she will find someone yeah. but it's the mom because she's worried it's the mom that's worried like will you find yourself a good man and that is very typical of the mom oh yeah um, but yeah that moment when she shared the earrings that was a little like I, when I watched it when I watched it the first time, I thought she was going to give her one earring and let Leslie have the other. Yeah, that was yeah. like I initially thought she was going to do, but then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, she gave the entire pair to uh, <laughs> Morgan. I'm like, oh, you're one of those moms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I remember like even in my own parents, like they probably didn't realize it but accidentally may create some competition or some like like some form of jealousy between yeah yeah and again i don't i mean maybe i'm giving a lot of parents too much credit and like i'm sure there are parents that do this on purpose but like at least with with, like my parents i i don't know if they've ever done stuff like that maliciously i feel like it's just like just the patterns that like kids fall into of like you you're the needy one you're the mature one and yeah. like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, especially like with my like oldest sister, who was like, oh, we always are like, oh, you, you need to be the one that like tells our dad stuff because he doesn't listen to anyone. Or like, you're the one that has to like plan stuff because everyone listens to you. And like, I'm trying to be more conscious of like, not putting her in that role, because I'm like, she's probably sick of it. And I, I know she's sick of it, because she's mentioned how like, she, she like feels like she that we think she's like bossy and like, mean. And I'm like, it's not, it's like, I don't, I was like, we think of you that way, not in the mean way, but just because like you're the one that everyone listens to, but like it must be exhausting. So it's like, it's, it's just like that way of just like how, you know, and our, I feel like we found those patterns and then it's like up to us as we get older to break out of that. And I think Leslie does a good job of doing that as she's like finding her, her like professional and romantic worth and like having that reciprocated back to her. Yeah. And uh, like, I remember. I actually, I actually brought up to my mom and dad, like the moments where I felt like I was jealous of my brother. And then there were moments like my brother was jealous of me. Yeah. And it's more so like, cause you know, he's, he is my older brother. Like we have a huge age gap and I felt like he had the lifestyle that I've always wanted. And I had to work hard for my own lifestyle that I want, that I ideally wanted, whereas for him, it came easy. And so you know, now that I'm older, you know, it's like the jealousy is no longer there. And like, you know, you just end up finding your worth and just like knowing who you are and like having faith that you, you know, you can, you get what you want when you put the work in and everything like that. But that, it was a different thing and different in parenting styles, you know, like you raise the first one differently than the second because like you learn lessons in between. (laughs) And so that could have been it. Um, but I, I had no problem bringing that up with them. I was like, can you explain the differences here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, at I, some point, yeah, at some I, point, I, you know, I'm you stop blaming, you have to stop blaming the parents all the yeah. time. It's like, yeah. yes, they were wrong for some things, but you're an adult now. What are you going to do? And I think Leslie is like a great example of that. You know, she can complain, you know, and create issues with her mom and all that. But she said, no, I know what I want life is weird whatever i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep pushing and that's what i like about queen latifah she keeps it poop she keeps it moving yeah she i mean her career is like considering all the obstacles that are in her way of like of her body of her race of her sexuality of her you know just in her upbringing and, and everything i mean i feel like you know like i i mean i feel very much like she is such a i mean her wikipedia page has like an entire section about her like impact and cultural legacy 
and yeah. all the like barriers that she's broken and all the ways in which she's a pioneer and a trailblazer and like yeah. just the fact that like she's had such a like wonderful film and television career and like all these different genres like between like set it off and beauty shop and you know her work in um in the movie bessie and like you know also her like her mainstream kind of like oscar movies like uh chicago and hairspray and stuff like you know she's done it all she's continues to do it all and i, I think she's on a, the equalizer tv show like it's amazing that she's just like on some this like procedural show that is you know, a remake of a popular show and then she's just like doing it. And I'm like, yeah, make your money, get on TV for, you know, 22 hours a week and or 22 I mean, hours she, a year. Yeah, I mean, she can rap, she can act. I mean, she's done it all. And yeah. I think, you know, very much like the characters that she plays, she doesn't let someone else tell her who she is. She owns who she is. And I think that's so powerful about her. And that's actually what makes Queen Latifah in general like such a great role model. Yeah. Like she, like she don't care how big she is. She know she knows she fine. She knows she got it. She knows she talented, and she owns it. And um, very much like to her character in the in this film, it's like Leslie knows who she is. Like she's just annoyed that a guy can't see it, which is very common for a lot of women. Yeah, and um, especially if they don't fit a particular um, look. Mm-hmm our standard that is it's annoying because it's not even it's not even like the guy per se that we're mad at it's really societal's makeup that we're really upset with um like you can't really move or shake you know and maybe in this case she's like the exception which i think is great um at least in black stories to see you know where we are especially for like a darker skinned woman to see her be chosen that's even more impactful because if you tie it back, you know, if you live like in a white supremacist type of type of society that we like, especially in the United States that we normally have, um, you're not considered always desirable. You're not considered to be chosen all the time. You put it through many, many hoops and this, that, and that. it gets really complicated. So that's what actually what I like about the, this director. She show, she's shown like various representations of black women, femininity, and you know, just the, the, the typical stuff that we go through. But for Queen Latifah to play this role as strongly as she did, I think it just makes it even more impactful. I totally agree. Um, and, you know, Queen Latifah is, you know, I think she's an icon, she's a legend, we love her, um, and everything that she has done and stands for. Um, HBO Max has a lot of really great Queen Latifah content. Um, of course, Just Right is on there. Living Single is there. Um, her two like HBO movies, Life Support and Bessie. I think she won the Emmy for Bessie, if I recall correctly, for Life Support. Um, yes, yes. So she, you know, it's a lot of really great stuff on there. Beauty Shop is on there if you want to comment. I mean, I really like Beauty Shop. It's a really funny movie. She's terrific in it. Um, so yeah, definitely if you're interested there, there's a lot of good stuff on HBO Max. I mean, I love Living Single. I've said that like a thousand times, but like I started watching Living Single. I started watching it recently. It's so yeah. funny. It's I mean, it's like Miles. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it really holds up well. I mean, it's like a really great cast. I mean, Eric Alexander, who is just in the amazing American fiction, one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies of the year. Like she's she's on it and she's terrific. Just like just the most like acidic joke delivery you've ever heard. She's so good. Um but yeah, I, I think um, I, I'm, I really do recommend Just Right. I mean, it does have a lot of cliches and it's a little rushed and a little surface level, but it's, I think, could open up a lot of really great discussion like we just had. And um, Alexandria, thank you so much for, for being here. Where can people find you online and what are you working on these days? Um, well, currently I'm in school right now. I'm studying cinematography for my and uh, so I've been very busy with that. So I haven't really been writing a lot other, other than a script for my thesis. <laughs> um, but um, you can still find me on, uh, find me as Film and Vinyl on Twitter and on Instagram. And um, sometimes you can still go online and find my stuff. You want to read like previous blog posts and things like that. But you can always catch me online talking about movies or sometimes even politics, sometimes music, you know open-minded yeah so you can find me on there <laughs> great yes well, good luck with your uh your school program it sounds amazing and wonderful and i can't wait to see what you create oh 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, of course, at Vertigay314, and also the follow podcast at Itajimiyu. Season number two, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, so this episode was in uh, 99, which means our 100th episode is coming up in a few weeks. And I'm doing something really special. Uh, back, you know, in 20, God, when was that? 2021, I think, uh, I did that mammoth Titanic episode. So I'm doing something similar with another iconic romance movie, um, which is David Fincher's Gone Girl, kind of a bad romance um, classic and Hathaway's favorite romantic comedy, very famously. Um, and so I'm going to do something similar. I'm going to bring on some uh, previous guests and talk to them about Gone Girl. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And um, Alexandra, thank you so, so much for, for being here. And um, Everyone, please watch this movie. Please watch everything that Kuma Tifa um, has done that's available to stream. And thanks for listening. Thank you.